0: All right. Welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go over live. What is actually happening with the Bay Area real estate market? Why are things so hot? Why are things so competitive? You will understand that from understanding and looking at the data, but also all these different news articles will support why things are what they are. Now, the biggest news of the week is drum roll, please. Google, welcome back. Google told us Bay Area employees they'll need to return to the office by April 4th. Get ready, Bay Area. Massive migration back. And this is happening across the board with most big companies. Wells Fargo has already been back in the office. Apple will be the same. Amazon be the same. Microsoft be the same. LinkedIn be the same. All these big tech companies are going to be doing the same thing. Meta is going to be the same. They're going to, they're offering some people flexibility, but quite frankly, a majority wants to be back in the office. There's a reason why they have continued to build their corporate real estate portfolio, like crazy over the last few months. And they know that people want to be back because they've already been doing surveys, like make no mistake. Like how many of you guys work at Google or no friends that work at Google? How many of you guys want to be back in the office? Not five days a week, but three days a week. The reality is it's a lot. A lot of people will prefer to be back. you got a shuttle. So you'd actually have to even drive. You have all the perks. So no need to pay for breakfast, lunch, and dinner anymore. That's what I always enjoyed when I met with clients at Google. So I'm going to be visiting a lot of clients again to catch up. Because I want to check out those uh, free perks that you guys have. But the reality is they are requiring people to be back into the office. There's been a small portion, 14,000 workers out of 150,000 workers, so that's less than 10% that are given the green light to work remotely. That's a tiny number relative to the workforce that Google has. And so get ready because there's a reason why things are what they are. I mean, look at how many people are in the Bay Area alone 45,000 Google employees. And these are not, uh, these are generally high paying employees. These are typically more on the technical side, at least here in the Bay Area. It's not like a bunch of support center people um, that are here. It's mostly high paying jobs. So you do see wh- what is happening. Like, why did Santa Clara County do extremely well? Why did San Mateo County do extremely well? It all comes back to the location of the jobs and the jobs are still the same. They're basically in San Francisco and in the Mountain View, Sunnyvale uh, area, because that's where all the big tech companies are. So really interesting to see. Uh, I still will make my prediction and I have been making it every single week. If you've been watching, you've been well informed about what is happening. This is just getting started. People are not even back yet. They haven't even experienced traffic yet. But a lot of people at these companies are already making their move. They're already settling down to say, look, we're going to be back in the office. Um, unless there's a, another strain of COVID that's uh, that's very, very impactful. This is the new reality. People will be back. What I also wanted to do is uh, spread the news, but also give you guys the insights too. Because uh, we hear all this excitement about oh, all these people are leaving the Austin. Austin is so crazy. I do want people to have a comparison because it is very important. Is is Austin actually overhyped? I don't know. We'll find out over time, but take a look at this. The reality is like as much of the news and people in Austin will keep showboating. Oh, Google's massive campus there. They're growing like crazy. I just gave you the data points. 45,000 employees in the Bay Area. In Austin, they have now 1,500 employees. Seriously, all of this news about everything exploding—you have fifteen hundred employees there. Like, I think that's—I think, in my opinion, it's overhyped, completely overhyped of how popular it is. To be very fair and candid, relative to what the activity is, I'm not saying it's not a great city, but the reality is, just look at the pure numbers. It's a, such a small number there. I would say what's underplayed, what's being underplayed, though, in my opinion, is Seattle. Now, Seattle, of course, is going to be not the best weather, uh, uh, not the best weather all year round. Um, So that's always a problem. But the reality is Seattle is a huge hub for tech. Uh, Not as the same, at least for Google in Seattle, but they have more than 7,000 employees in Seattle. This is, what, five times more than what it has in Austin. You don't hear much of this excitement of this news. I'm sure it's because combination of they already have a very big tech hub there. But I don't, I don't think people also realize how big of a tech hub it is in Seattle, um, which has been, I would probably say, the second largest in the country next to the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, they've been quietly going to be under the radar. But for myself, I know a lot of people that are going back and forth between an opportunity in Seattle or an opportunity in the, the San Francisco Bay Area. It's quite frankly, one of the biggest feeder states or feeder areas for those in tech because... If you want to be close to your corporate hub, which in Seattle is either Microsoft, uh, you have Amazon, uh, you have Expedia there, you have T-Mobile, um, those are your big biggest players out there that are uh, hiring talent, then you, they may require you to be out there. But make the mistake, they also have a lot of people here in the Bay Area, like Amazon in the Bay Area, I think has six 7,000 employees as well. That are engineering and more technical. So there's very, it's huge here too. So they have these secondary hubs in these top uh, recruiting areas because it's such, it's so dense of talent. And this has not changed. There are some people that have uh, wanted more flexibility of work and they will do that. But a majority will be in these hubs and they it already is happening. Hence why prices are what they are. If it wasn't the case, Um, then prices should be declining. It's very obvious. You can't argue otherwise. There's no reason for prices to increase if there's not a lot of people that are competing and wanting to live in those core areas. Now, what's interesting is uh, San Francisco has not had the same impact. A very, very different uh, persona and thought process for a lot of the companies out there. Mayor Bree wants office workers to return to SF, but not everyone is on board. The challenge in San Francisco's office space is that you you have the big tech companies that will want people back. And that's already been the case. But a lot of the smaller ones um, have not found it uh, as um, important. They may not find the value. They may not have the ability to do it. And it's very important, right, for especially if you're talking about downtown area or Soma, there's so many stores that got wiped out. I mean, imagine their business model. Your business model was complete banking on breakfast and lunch. They weren't even open in dinner time, and they weren't even opened on the weekends. Entire business models during those times, and there's if there's even a fraction of those, how can those landlords charge what they charged previously? And so, what they always th- situation is is for a mayor, you're going to have to try to figure it out what those landlords. Hey, look, the, they don't make nearly the same amount of money as they did before, and they've been wiped out. But a lot of the landlords may have this number in their mind. Previously, they want to stick with that number of monthly rents. And so because they stick with that number, it makes it very difficult. And quite frankly, a lot of people may not want to make the bet to open up a little shop there. Um, it may be chain restaurants that could make the bet right now. But generally, um, it's not. It's, it hasn't worked really well. It hasn't worked at all, quite frankly, in that area. And a lot of the more legacy mom and pop shops just closed for good. It's kind of sad to see. And unless there's new companies, but the new companies will want to see, is there an opportunity for them to even make it worthwhile to open up here? So Mayor Bree will do everything he can. Makes sense. Um, makes sense, but we'll see what happens. Next, Google Village in downtown San Jose could achieve $19 billion value. Mixed-use neighborhood planned by Google is poised to be San Jose game changer. This has been going on over and over again. And we're going to see this number continue basically be increased. Because the reality is, if Google continues to expand and do what they need to do, look at what is expected right now. Mixed-use neighborhood slated to be 7.3 million square feet of offices. Um, when I was back working in corporate real estate, this is a good number. We've had 7.3 million square feet of office space. Their there per employee square foot, I think, was... Before it was lower because they can get by with it, but now it's probably higher. Let's be conservative: 200 square feet per employee. That's equivalent to 36,000 employees. Do you understand that? That's that's almost equivalent to how many people we have right now in Google in all the Bay Area. So that's a massive amount of people that can uh, that can be housed there in terms of office space. Like that's a ton of people. If you thought it was bad now, I think Google is doing tremendously well. Look at all reports. Look at all earnings. Smash all records. They're one of the – FANG is not uh, divided equally. Uh, there are some major players like Google, like Microsoft, that are absolutely crushing it. Um, and so so keep keep in, keep in mind all that. That's an opportunity to basically double their count here in the Bay Area. Remember, if you thought it was bad before, imagine Google adding 36,000 more high-paying jobs in the area. Do you see 36,000 homes being built in the core Bay Area? Do you see half of that? Do you see a tenth of that? You don't even see it. You don't even see a tenth of that. You don't even see 3,000 homes being built in the Bay Area. And so it gives you an idea, right, of it is what it is when you have this many high-paying jobs in one area without the construction to back it up, especially the type that people really want, which is single family, which they can and even build anyways. It is what it is. And this is going to keep expanding outwards. It's a cascading effect, right? It's just a massive shortage of homes that are uh, available for people. But make no mistake, there has been a lot of rentals, a lot of luxury rentals. How many of you guys know of how many luxury rentals are being built as we speak? They can get by with it because they know there's tons of people at these companies willing to pay these crazy amounts of rents. And they also know they're not you don't, they're not educated like most of you guys are of not paying those exorbitant amount of rent. You might as well just buy a condo itself. And it's probably not that much of a difference, to be fair. And now you're a homeowner. So that's the game that's happening right now. It's very clear. This whole area itself has the opportunity to be much larger than people may think. Yeah, the $19 billion is a massive valuation of the area. But that also assumes a lot of the activity, right? 4,000 residential units, lots of retail space some hotels, um, and, uh, and other developments that could be in place. As I mentioned, if they're successful in doing this, other big tech companies will just easily expand around it to be able to take their talent. Next, Alameda Biotech HQ building is bought for more than $150 million. Biotech continues to be a big play across the board. They cannot build as fast enough. As I mentioned, this is a very underrepresented uh, uh, in the news of good incomes along with massive growth in the future um, happening across the board, biotech. Next, big Redwood City office park is bought. Property market stays hot. Three building complexes near Oracle and Google Redwood City campuses. That's interesting. I actually didn't know um, Google had a Redwood City campus. So if anybody knows that, please leave in the comments below what kind of uh, division is in that Redwood City campus. I do not even know about this one. Uh, shows why they keep expanding in the same areas in the, in the peninsula. But uh, really interesting here, more news, more activity, more purchases. Next, Amazon leases big Hayward tech building now being constructed. Amazon Cloud Service Unit has option to buy the data center building at least in Hayward. This is not unusual as long as the facilities have the ability to have the proper pipes, in this case, electricity and, or, and uh, bandwidth. Uh, like fiber optic cables, then this will continue to be a uh, very, very big play for lots of data center companies. We actually data center companies from a commercial real estate perspective has been one of the top, the best uh, performing uh, industrial assets out there. And the reality is there's a shortage of it, uh, especially as we go more and more digital. I mean, imagine if we're going actually truly into the metaverse. You think the bandwidth that we have now is enough? The answer is no. So if that's even anywhere close to being the uh, the chance, then we have way more construction that needs to be done across the board. And uh, hence why you see these projects, they'll continue to happen. So there'll be a great opportunity to repurpose their existing industrial space of commercial space, like old office buildings that, uh, that are in the East Bay that are not as utilized anymore. Um, they can repurpose that, tear that down, as long as it has the proper piping. Um, Very easy opportunity to either convert to that or the other one that's big is the warehouse space. Those are also very big uh, options uh, for these types of projects. So really good investment opportunities. And um, for those that are doing these types of, uh, for those that are doing these uh, kind of investments, keep me in mind. love to understand these on your end too as what you see as the opportunity. Uh, But that's what I personally see from what I I see uh, going on. And the last news is not necessarily about uh, the Bay Area per se, but I want to cover what is actually happening across the board. A lot of people that are my clients, they want to understand, okay, well, I have X money. Uh, I can either buy in the Bay Area or I want to buy out of the area. But why is out out of the area so competitive? Because you have big investors and big players that are participating in these. Like, There's a lot of very interesting business models. When I was out in Austin, Texas, um, I met with some commercial brokers there just to understand some business models there. They actually have business models where they build single family homes and then they just rent them out so they don't build apartment complexes. They build single family homes because the return on that actually made more sense than to build these massive, uh, apartment complexes and just rent it out. Really, really interesting. We don't even think about doing that here today, uh, here in the Bay area. It doesn't make any sense to do it in the Bay area because the rent figures are nowhere supported to the value of the home because people have a lot of money here and they have no issues paying for those prices. But in those markets, very fascinating, right? It's a very different approach that uh, is out there. Um, But that's the cool part about this, right? Every area will have its own games. And it's about you as understanding, okay, what is the game there? What makes sense? And uh, there's lots of big players out there, like uh, institutional players, that are making uh, these these types of moves, and you're seeing this it being impacted a lot in. Uh, you're seeing this happen a lot in. I would say the mid market areas. So, land is a very popular one because there is job growth there, but the prices aren't as high re- relative to rent. And uh, and there's also a lot of land. You have North Carolina. That's probably going to eventually be out out of that market, uh, given North Carolina has done very well. You have know, places historically like Phoenix in the same boat. So really interesting to see from an investor perspective, what is happening across the board. All right, let's go over the news. I'm uh, uh, sorry, the data of the week. So what is actually happening, right? So if the thesis is what it is playing out to be, which is people are returning back to the Bay, to the Bay Area. They're returning back to these hubs. Traffic will become a factor again. Then what is the bet? The bet is, let's take a look. Right in San Mateo County, there's 184 new listings, 146 contingent pending this week. This is on a per week basis. This is a very, very high number. You're not going to expect, uh, you'll expect a little bit more, but we're at very high levels of how many homes are coming across every week. The downside for most people to understand is, March prices have continued to rise. We are go- going to approach the highest it has ever been. San Mateo County, it's actually been a relatively laggard. Like look at this, it's been a great opportunity for a lot of people throughout the year because they've kind of been on and off of when people return back to the office. Connors and townhomes, nothing crazy, I nothing crazy to report. Santa Clara County, though, is one of the hottest markets there is right now. Take a look, 567 new listings this week. That is a ton of new listings. This is probably only the springtime. There's probably only 5% more new listings in the springtime. So we have a very high amount, but look at this. Look at this chart. I gave you guys the warning. I gave you guys the heads up. If you have bought, congratulations. If you have not, it is what it is. It's time to just adjust accordingly. You can see the March figures and you can see just the February figures significantly higher over the previous weeks. This number is expected to continue to be the case again. So the, real, the, the case is uh, when you understand what is pending, they will close. And once they become closed, they will then reveal here. These are all 30-day laggards. So just keep that in mind as you search. Um, You know, if you're a buyer in this market in Santa Clara County, think about other assets. Think about places maybe further out. Maybe look into the East Bay. uh, Look at smaller homes. Adjust your parameters because even condos and townhomes have also increased a lot. So uh, be mindful of that. Adapt. It's not undoable, but don't think that you can still focus on the same areas that have sold in the last two months of a specific price range. Going to have to adjust, and this is a very clear indication for that. Alameda County, similar look at this. Alameda County has actually been historically pretty flat and predictable, but not anymore. Where is the bulk of this? The bulk is actually all over it's uh, Tri Valley, it is uh, Fremont, Newark, Hayward area. I saw this already happening across the board when I was making offers for clients in February of like where it was going relative to the others. And The question that I have for you is, is this a stepping stone? Remember, what happens in these markets when when you're having an increase, there will be a time it may cool down. But you don't know if it actually still drops or just finally slows down. But the question is, during that period when you knew the results, would you adjust accordingly and try to win it before the public all knows? what a home ultimately goes for. That is your decision to make. There is appraisal risk, and everybody's situation is different, but it's very important to be mindful of this, because if you go through the same situation a month later, people then look at this data and that becomes a a potential stepping stone. There's no right or wrong answer, but it's something to be very, very mindful of. Condos of townhomes though, as you can see, have been pretty flat. San Francisco, uh, single family, look at this, uh, March is too few data points. I wouldn't care about March yet, but February has done very well. Highest, uh, highest ever. So they have also increased tremendously. I've had a similar experience for a single family that I made offers on in San Francisco condos and townhomes condos though have increased quite a bit since January, but it's nothing unusual. It had do, had been doing a major increase to the end of the year, but nothing too crazy relative to the others let's look at Marin county Marin county for um february has also done very well right highest it has been um it's had a little bit of a lull prior but had a very strong month out in february for condos and townhomes nothing too interesting The last thing I'll bring up is Contra Costa County and we'll wrap up. Contra Costa County, you can see what has going going on. Even Contra Costa County has increased. Now you can see the highs though, were actually in May of last year. So they have not actually increased to the levels they had before. Because if you think about this time, during that time COVID was still extremely rampant, extremely bad. And so people had more flexibility to move further out, especially for these price ranges that are sub million dollars. Now prices have gone up though. So you can see across the board, why? Why are these things happening across the board? Across the board, just people are just coming back to the Bay Area. I mean, there's a reason why almost every market is doing very well. And the reality is, as people have the flexibility, they may choose places further out and just go a little bit further, further, further. Um, that's generally the case, or they just want a bigger home for their money. So there's a reason why almost every market has done well. If people were really leaving or not coming in, this would not be happening. But it's very clear that a lot of people are coming in. And it's also very clear there's a lot of activity happening. There is more transactions now than we had pre-COVID. I want you to fully be aware of that. Last year was an extremely busy time. That was already strong in the COVID too. But this year is already more than last year. So it gives you an idea of what to expect. Uh, The Bay Area seems like it's been a laggard. So what does this mean for a buyer and what does it mean for a seller? As a buyer, you're going to have to be more flexible. It doesn't mean you should give up because at the end of the day, rent is also going to be increasing. You shouldn't give up, but you need to be realistic of your options. Adjust. Look at uh, other areas around it. Look at condos and townhomes. Change the spec of it. Increase your budget. These are all different things that you can do to give yourself a better chance. If you're a seller... It continues to be an incredible time. So it's a great opportunity for those that are selling to even leave the area, which many people may be, they may be retiring. I mean, there's a lot of people that are just retiring or wanting to sell, to use those gains to then help their kids with whatever they want to do. Um, You have many options. So if you have any questions and you want to talk about your specific situation, my contact details are below 408-547-4590. And I'll see you at the next one. Bye now.